one of the key things we need to learn is the right. fact that for you to be able to love someone very much and love someone very well, you need to learn to love yourself as well. Tangible progress needs focus. Know when it gets toxic, get out and fix yourself. You know you are the toxic one. You find out you're getting toxic. End it for the sake of that person's sanity. Okay. You know we are humans, and we all need to be amazing in order to have a beautiful future. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're joining us from. My name is Whitney Mwangi. I am the founder of The Storybook, which is a creative social enterprise for youth empowerment. Basically, we use storytelling to empower the youth in Africa to make informed decisions on their healing, growth, and development. So today we have a very interesting conversation lined up, and I cannot wait to have a chat with you all. Please tell us where you're listening to us in from. Tell us why you love being young, why you love pursuing knowledge and feeling wise. We also want to hear some of your love stories. We want to uh, get to know more about you. Yeah, so looking forward to an exciting chat. Today we are going to be joined by an interesting person. His name is Mr. Odinaka. He's from Nigeria. I'm going to let him into the chat and you'll get to hear more about him. This episode is in the lead up to Valentine's Day, you know. We're trying to fall in love out on the streets. <laughs> so he'll be telling us about his love story and I'll also get to um, chat a bit about my experience out here in the dating. Uh, let's get right into it. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much with me. Uh, it's quite an amazing time and it's a pleasure to be on the storybook with you this afternoon. Yeah, so uh, my name is Odinaka Kingsley Obeta. Uh, they call me Ambassador Odinaka Kingsley Obeta. I am joining you live from Jos, the capital city of Plateau State in Nigeria, West Africa. Jos is actually one of the most beautiful places in Nigeria. It's one of the most beautiful states in Nigeria. So I've been teasing you to, to visit Nigeria and I don't know if you've considered that already. I have considered and especially now that you're adding spice to the whole story that it's the most beautiful well I don't know if you're joining us from Nigeria tell us if Odinaka is speaking the truth or he's just trying to get us to go to church yeah. definitely so really Joss is amazing so when you come visiting you're going to find that it's really beautiful tourist site to have all over right. um, so basically I am a medical laboratory scientist or a biomedical scientist when you reached out I was like I'm a serious person for God's sake you want me to be out there telling long stories <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I feel it's um it's really amazing and it's important that once in a while we step out from all the serious stuff to you know catch some fun and also uh, share information that is going to be valuable to people following. So I'm a biomedical scientist. I am also um, a youth and community developer. I'm a public speaker and a public coach. I do a lot of stuff in communities. I help young people grow. I'm a mentor by training. I currently serve as the West African lead at the African Leaders Malaria Alliance Advisory Council. I'm also a member of RBM Digital Network Stream. Then I also have my own initiative that combats malaria here in Nigeria. That's right. a Block Malaria Africa initiative. So it's a malaria intervention initiative where we work with young people to see how we can drive change and also help educate communities and help them combat malaria and all that. So I love to travel. I love hiking. One thing I don't love to do is dancing anyway. I, I don't know how to dance. I'm still trying to like learn because I think it's important. But then I, I love to cook one of my hobbies 
Grace is cooking. So I spend a lot of my free time in the kitchen. Basically, that's that's the little about me. In the beginning, before we allowed you into the room, I told the audience about the storybook and I told them a little bit about the topic. So what I did not mention is that Odinaka and I actually serve on some of the uh, committees that he's talked about and that's how I know him. So it's interesting to know that he loves to cook and all these other exciting things like hiking outside of the serious malaria conversations that we are always having every other day. But now this issue of dancing Odinak. I don't know if we will change it through Valentine's because you will not dance or it depends on who's on the dance floor because sometimes when you see some moves you're ready to get into the dance floor. To be honest Odinaka. I'll be honest. Sincerely speaking I think the major issue here is that I've been too serious with my life. I've not really paid much attention to dancing so it's not as if I can't move my body you get. I can do some moves but then right. I can't confidently like step outside and say I want to dance or something or I'm a dancer. I might just make some moves, but then I'll sneak out and go and sit down and just be knocking right. my head from the chair. <laughs> but I'm still learning. I think it's important. So dancing helps to bond with people, you know, a lot of times. And I think it's a way to connect with other people. So I'm still trying to build that. All right. No worries. No pressure. Um, I'm also on that journey with you. And I guess when we meet, there will be a dance-off. Okay, deal? Okay. Yeah, so okay. you'll be practicing uh, your moves. So the conversation of today, which is cheers to bring young, grown, and we are all about the dating intelligence um, out on the streets. So my my first question to you is, how do you define love, Odinaka? What circumstances insinuate or create an environment that you would call love? Basically, I see I see love as a connection that helps you to be concerned about yourself and another person or another set of people, right? So I see it as a very strong connection that kind of bring out everything within you and make it available for another person that you would say you love or for another people that you love. So for me, I consider love to be trust. I consider love to be care. I consider love to be love itself, <laughs> you know? So, but basically love to me is trust. Love to me is is putting yourself on the line for someone else. It doesn't matter who. If you say you love someone, you should be able to say you trust this person. You know, you are. You can be accountable to this person. Love is responsibility. Love is sacrifice. So I have a lot of um, words to, to define that, but then that's what it is to me, basically. I like the way you, you summarize it. And what I hear you saying is that one love, the feeling itself, affection. You have to feel that environment of affection. And then it's exactly. boosted by trust and ability to be accountable to each other and take responsibility exactly. for the commitment that you have towards each other. So, Perfect. okay. Okay, fantastic. I like that. And so have you always defined love this way? And where did this definition begin? Mm. This is a very honest conversation. And to be frank, I've not been in the open talking about love before. This is the very first time. I'm going to be as open as possible, right? So when I ventured into finding love, I think at that time, I had no clear knowledge about what should be or what it should look like. I was just wanting to be in love because I saw, you know, everybody practically around me that had somebody they said they love or somebody who was either their girlfriend or something. I was like, why would everybody have a girlfriend and I don't? That was the idea I had about love. So I, I didn't see love from the angle of commitment. I didn't see love from the angle of trust or what 
whatsoever. I just felt everybody's having a girlfriend and they want to have, it's like they're having fun having this girlfriend. So yeah, what am I yeah, doing? You know, yeah. So I stepped into, got involved with someone at that time. You know, it's like um, eight years ago or so. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I got involved with someone. She had her own picture of what love was. For me personally, I had no picture at all. I was just stepping into it, you know, to just see what the environment looks like. So I came in and I'm like, okay, so this is what everybody has. Okay, this is my girlfriend. There was really nothing so unique. Do you understand? From yes. my perspective, when I started. So, right. But going forward, I noticed communication needed to be there, you know, mm-hmm. and it has to be stable for this to work. And I didn't have the time to always communicate, right? So that was a huge challenge. So I was like, okay, I've noted this is important. And I also realized that it, there was a need for a bit of more serious commitment. You needed to show that this is serious, you know. Right. And again, I figured you need to be accountable to this person because at some point, you would need to probably be seeking for this person, you know. Mm-hmm. People outside might want to know who you are with and who she is to you. What statement, what will you be putting out there as a comment about this person? So yeah. I wasn't ready to just risk everything. So I felt like I'm trying to build a future. This girl is in my life. I will go out there and tell everybody that there's a girl in my life or something, you know. So I wasn't proud of the relationship. At some point, I just had to end the relationship. I ventured into another one. Didn't work. Stepped into another one. It didn't work. I think I, I did it like four times that year. It was a single year. Four you times. Are out, you were out there. <laughs> so what, what finally happened was that after the fourth relationship, it was really a heartbreaking one for the lady because she was crying. She felt really bad, you know. So I had to go back and I sat down to think. I asked myself a lot of questions. Um, the first question I asked myself was if, because I have a younger sister, so I just felt, what if someone was probably having this kind of relationship with my younger sister and he's not doing this and he's making her cry all the time? How would she feel? You know, I started to see things from that perspective before I started to ask myself the question of what love truly is. And when those questions started to hit me, mm-hmm. I took a personal decision to take a break until I can define love properly for myself and identify areas where I need to build strength, then build strength in those areas before I can step out again. Because I just felt that instead of going out there, getting involved with someone and end up hurting them, it's safer that you're single and they are where they are and everybody is just having fun. So that's actually where it was. <laughs> that's where it got to me before yeah. you know, I took the decisions and all that. One of the things that we promote, or rather the core values of the storybook is honesty, integrity, empathy. And so we thank you for sharing your story in utmost honesty because coming on board and being open with this kinds of uh, journey because we are living in a space where everyone wants to seem perfect right and when you speak on a time when you hit that junction and you're like you know what I cannot proceed this way and I I admire the point where I see you being honest with yourself yeah. taking accountability and even thinking about your little sister I'm a big believer that the sea that you sow is what you shall mm-hmm. reap. So I always exactly. tell my male friends that don't think you're going to have sisters, friends, you're going to have children and then mishandle the opposite sex and think that you're going to run away from that. If indeed you want to protect the, the people around you, you also have to protect your heart. You know, give from that place. So it looks like this is one of the things that you also believe in or rather subscribe to so it's nice to have that um, intersecting area 
So after learning the lessons that you you know there's a point where you hide, you go into separation and then you go you travel with sin, you heal, you introspect, you get some knowledge and so what next? How do you get back in the field? Are you back in the field and how has that been uh, for you? Basically after that incident um I completely backed up from relationships and right. I I went into you know trying to build myself studying you know and all that it, it was a long journey for me and however before I even ventured into a relationship the first time where I had to make a lot of mistakes it wasn't as if I had no knowledge about yeah. relationship and all that it's just because I think something people need to learn is that reading relationship in books is quite different from doing it in practice yeah that was the issue for me growing up as a child then at the age of 14 my dad has a library he has something like a mini library in the house so mm-hmm. at the age of 14 there were there are a lot of marital books there a lot of books on relationship and all i had read everything at 14 i i read wow. everything okay <laughs> i felt too confident in myself mm-hmm. and when i was venturing into a relationship the first time i didn't feel that there was anything else i needed to learn so i just wanted to just go out there and explore so but right. i failed woefully at it because practice is quite different from you know reading what you study from the books you just need to be tactical about how you apply them before it works out you know so mm-hmm. after i stepped out from all those mistakes and journey i just stick back i had to start you know looking out to relationships of others that i admire and right. i had to start asking them questions about what they're doing right and all that then i needed to start getting some other books to also read and get some more information then i needed to work on myself really because at some point i figured the problem was not these ladies the problem was actually myself i needed to get myself in order you right. know so it wasn't them it was me so i just needed to fix myself i don't have the time to commit yet i want to be in a committed relationship mm-hmm. so it doesn't work that way right so right. i stepped back and i was out of a relationship for 6 years it's shocking but wow. this is the clear truth wow for 6 years that is a long so, time <laughs> very very long time i tell you so i was in the university studying then doing research and all that doing community work i had no time for relationships so i felt since there is no time don't even go into it you know right. i think it was the year 20 2018 or so i said okay yeah. i think it's time to step out and probably make a move and all that. So, I stepped out in 2018 and found someone. We started something quite interesting in 2019, you know. Okay. Just for like um the journey was really smooth at first, but there was a lot of challenges coming in between, but then okay. remember the other ones didn't work out at some point. So I just felt let me just, you know, bear these challenges and see if we can work things out, you know. So, but okay. at some point it wasn't just working out. So, we had to end it after about a year, eight months. I did everything I could really. So, but it didn't just work out and we both had to just tell ourselves that see this is really not leading us mm-hmm. in any any clear direction so let's take a break and relax and if it works fine if it doesn't later we try it and no no way so that was how the journey went for me and i bounced out i've been single ever since and quiet <laughs> okay hopefully you've not denied anyone because if you have denied anyone the story book shall not be accountable <laughs> i hear you talking about uh, you realizing the importance of communication and mm-hmm. i think this is often missed out because um I'm thinking about the concept of having a beautiful light a beautiful lamp but you put it under the bed so when you don't talk about the feelings when you don't talk about what's happening then the relationship does not grow as it's required it seems that you came to that realization and you're also talking about the aspect of accountability being able to share with each other is this relationship working is it not working yeah. are we headed in the same direction and another thing that i'm hearing you talk about that 
I want to point out is the aspect of grief because at different stages you had to let go of some mindsets you had to let go of some expectations you had to let go of different maybe you wanted to you know stay in the relationship longer but you had to let go of that and accept that what is not for you is not for you right and that exactly. absolutely introduces aspects of grief because it, it's sad to lose attachments to mm-hmm. anything to environments people and concepts so maybe you can talk a bit more about being single six years you know a lot of yes. attachment is good but when you come to a place where you have to separate from what everyone else is doing it changes you in some way but you tell us you are busy with uh, you know community projects so what else did you do deliberately to make sure that you are staying wise you know young and grown during this period yeah yeah so i think one of the key things we need to learn is the fact that for you to be able to love someone very much and love someone very well you need to learn to love yourself as well so i think the major challenge for me at that time i was yet to get to that point where i could love myself very well right so and that was affecting the way i also love the other person so there was a lot of issues coming in from that angle so what i needed to do was to find me get me then love me right before looking for who else to love you know (laughs) It was a very important lesson for me at that time. A lot of people criticized. I I have a lot of friends, really. So a couple of persons criticized me at that time. They felt, um, everybody's in a relationship. You you are saying you're not doing again. You want to get yourself right. Come on, there's nothing. It is in having the relationship and making the mistakes that you learn. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. But there are certain things you need to, first of all, learn that you won't learn from the relationship. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's not wise to venture into something when you know you're not ready for it when you know you don't have what it takes to have that run properly for you because what happens in the long run is that you make a lot of mistakes you hurt yourself Mm. and you hurt the other person and sometimes some of those mistakes cannot be easily um you know recovered from you know you can you can recover from some of these mistakes so in order not to try it's better to identify areas of your life that needs to be built and needs to be strong in order to make you more reliable in the relationship so when you build this area you know i talked about commitment i talked about communication i talked about loving yourself right then you must also learn the art of patience you know patience you know is a very sensitive one that I had to learn in a very hard way. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So. Don't you just love stories? Stories shape how we understand the world, our place in it, and our ability to change it. We are all products of our backgrounds, perceptions, and experiences, which all form how we interpret the world. So we all have unique stories to share. What are we without stories? If you're a sucker for inspirational stories, you'll feel right at home at The Storybook. We're a creative enterprise with a social purpose to inspire, educate, mentor, entertain, and influence the youth in Africa to make informed decisions on their healing, growth, and development. Our message is simple. Every youth in Africa can attain the lasting change they desire in different aspects of their lives. And we want to support them in their journey. Messages delivered as stories can be up to 22 times more memorable than just facts. 
So, at The Storybook, we leverage the transformative power of storytelling. We can all agree that for change to be lifelong, it has to start in the mind. So we keep our stories unique, fun, engaging, and memorable. Just how the mind likes it. You too can join us to transform the lives of youth in Africa through stories. Every quarter, we run youth empowerment and mobilization projects through which businesses owned by young people in Africa are supported by the storybook, either financially or through publicity. Nominate a young change maker today by telling us how they've changed lives in your community. We also welcome partnerships and sponsorships. Furthermore, we accept stories under these categories all year round. Young and on fire. Note to younger self. And Dear Diary. To learn more about the categories and drop us your story for inspiration, visit our website www.thestorybook.whitneymwangi.com. So, that's our story. What's yours? Be sure to connect with us on social media at thestorybook underscore ENT on Instagram, thestorybook ENT on Facebook, at storybook underscore ENT on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. We just can't wait to hear from you. Patience uh, is not one of my strongholds. I will need notes. I'll be glad to share. I'll be glad to share anytime, really. So patience, I had to learn patience in the hard way. When I started dating, my thought was that person I'm dating should be able mm-hmm. to think like me, act like me. I felt because I love you, you should right. love me by you know accepting everything that I do and be fine with it. In the long run, I figured the person you're dating is a unique person on her own who have her own mindset. She has her own thoughts. She has her own feelings. She has her own actions their actions she would likely take that you won't take right so you have to get to that point where you're patient enough to accommodate what she has that you don't like and right. she also has to get to the point where she accommodates what you like that she don't like you understand so so that was a lot of challenge so because when these were things i was doing for those six years of of um <laughs> of waiting right i was with i was going back to each of those relationships and right. asking myself the question of why this didn't work out you know and at at a different point, I was noting some of these issues and I was just working on them. So I talked about reading some more books and mm-hmm. following relationships that I saw and I really admired and asking mm-hmm. questions, part of what I did to, yeah. to also be in the right mood. So the one other thing I did was to hang around people who really talk positive about having a very good relationship. I think right. it was it was also a very significant conversation to have to, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I had to identify some of my friends who, who really meant well for their relationships and had a plan. I had made the kind of plans that they had for their relationship and I'm like guys, how do you do this? How did you get to this point? How did this start? You know? So I had to be in there with them, asking the questions learning on the spot and you know, building myself. So I would say boldly that the mistakes that were recorded in the mm-hmm. last relationship, you know, was not as bad as the ones I had like maybe six or eight years ago before, okay. you know I had grown. I saw growth like I saw real growth happen to me. I was more patient. I was more focused right. I had a direction. I, I know what I wanted in a woman. I When I saw it, I was able to go for it, you know. So right. I was more focused. I wasn't just out there because people were out there, right? Okay. So I think that was, that was a huge lesson for me. I like that. And you bring a lot of aspects into the picture in terms of getting to know you. 
when you start there then you know what to pursue because you're giving from a place that is has an identity you're giving from a place that has an understanding of what's yours you you have an acceptance of what you know your kind of world should look like i wish we had more of that in our field because lots of people they start from that place of well everyone's in a relationship i need to be in, in it right and you encourage us really to go in that direction of dating with intention i don't know if <laughs> i mean i hear a lot of my story in your story which i think is why i mean which is one of the things that makes stories very beautiful when we are able to relate we give mm-hmm. each other permission to go into the direction where there is fruitfulness as you've said hanging around people who have the same vision of relationships yeah. so it empowers you and strengthens you to go in, in the right direction so we we're about to let you go but before we do that uh, do you feel that there's enough of people who are headed in the direction that you're headed like was it a struggle to find friends who you can connect with who are positive about relationships who encourage you to for example be with one woman other than many mm-hmm. To be very frank, we're actually in this point in life where more people want to do what more people are doing, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you find fewer people with a different, you know, thoughts of uh, part of thoughts. And this is really a big challenge. For me, I think it was a, a bit difficult to get that happen because um, I have been very particular about the kind of friends that I keep, not necessarily for the sake of relationship, but for the sake of um, building a very good future and wanting to be that person I want to be. So um, if there's one thing I take very um, intentional decisions on is the quality of friends that I keep around me. So within that um, period, there were a couple of persons I could identify who had the good relationships that I wanted to be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. So it was easy to just work with these people at that time. But looking even beyond my circle, you could see a lot of other people taking the path that everybody is wanting to follow. Right. Well, you know, very few of us on this particular path. You talked about the issue of having keeping one woman, you know, dating one woman. It's a philosophy. I told a friend of mine, I had this friend, he doesn't believe in having one woman. He used to say something like this. There's a proverb in the language we call Hausa. If you're keeping one woman, what happens if you have a problem with that woman? Where do you run to? And I'm like, you stay there and solve the problem. It's like, no, you run to another woman. Right. <laughs> That's his philosophy for having multiple women in his life at that time mm. i kept emphasizing that you know doing this probably is going to hurt you he's going to catch up with you at some point he never listened at the long run he has a baby actually it's Ooh. one of the girls and i don't know if it is a fortunate or unfortunate situation because mm. it is actually the one he doesn't care about you know so now when i got the information when i found out i felt bad for the lady and not for him because it's your mistake you're going to need to fix it so but for the lady it was really i didn't know how she was going to really go alongside with that so they had a baby and they had to find a way to just make sure that he care of the baby so it's really important that you take a decision on what you want when it comes to relationship right that everybody is headed towards a particular direction doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be them the world is everybody it's not you you have a name bear your name and be you so it's not about what everybody is doing i had difficulties in getting the friends that i should like model at some point some i got to connect with them but because of where they are i'm not able to be disclosed with them but one key thing i think that was very significant 
significant for me was that I had submitted to mentorship at an early stage so it was easy to run back to some of my mentors who were married and had uh, a family that they are taking good care of so I could run back to one of them and I'm like hmm, I have a problem this is what I'm facing what do you think what would you advise me beyond having friends at your age group or at your level it's usually very important that you also have somebody who is a bit higher than where you are mm-hmm. you know that you can listen to and you know ask questions when you're not sure of the decision that is being made at your level I think that was another very significant thing that helped yeah. me too well okay I'm glad and of course I encourage you to keep going I believe we are on the same journey and at any one point when we can exchange uh, information I would be happy to talk about that because it's good for us to encourage each other and even beyond mentorship you know peer-to-peer conversations are really good so thank you so much Odinaka I'm interested in knowing one dating experience that you've had you know good or bad it doesn't have to be you know in one certain direction good or bad that taught you something and you want to pass that piece of knowledge to young people in Africa who are listening in and I promise this time I will share my story as well so you'll not be the only one on that end so as you get your story together let me have a look at the comment section we do have quite a number of people with us send us your questions Cindy says having good friends is key as you said Odinaka and we have Duka's piece says find yourself love yourself before you find love so I hand over back to you to share with us your dating story Thank you so much, guys, for the comments. It's really inspiring. I'm going to share one experience that was really not too good, but I think the lesson learned was really significant for me. And I feel it's something that we should really take very good note of, even as we venture into the search of love. Mm-hmm. And or for those who are already in love, it's something you should really be keen attention to. So I was in a relationship at some point that I was a person trying to make this work. Every effort right. I tried to put in is probably dashed to the ground or not appreciated and all that. So I had to ask a lot of questions about what the challenge was and at some point I figured what the problem was mm. so it was a situation such as um, you know me trying to be or me being the influential one in the relationship mm. and the lady trying to feel like she's insecure she's a quiet person who you know she doesn't like the crowd I live in the crowd you know mm-hmm. because I'm able to build a niche for myself in the crowd and I'm comfortable where I am so at some point in order to flow together with her mm. I had to start looking for ways to bring myself from up there to to where she is just to you know work together with her and all that she had a lot of self-esteem issues you know and that's why I kept emphasizing you needed to find yourself then love yourself before you could actually step out there to find love so she had a lot of issues with, with self-esteem and I'm a highly esteemed person I Ooh. dish out self-esteem you know so, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I just felt it wouldn't be much of a challenge I could just probably be there provide some support and mm-hmm. all so I was doing that but it was not working so sometimes she calls and she's like I feel you're too good for me I try to hurt you you don't feel bad you know sincerely speaking I never knew that ladies could actually feel like that in a relationship I've never heard about it and I've never read about it it was the very first time I was meeting such a situation and it was quite strange I know of guys telling ladies that they are too good for them but I'm not I've not heard of a lady saying a guy is too good for her or something right so and she would propose to end the relationship because of 
that. And I'm like, forgot it. I asked you out. I saw something in you. <laughs> it wasn't working. So, but what I didn't know was that that effort and energy that I kept putting in, mm-hmm. you know, I keep stepping up, stepping down to just see if I can carry her along. It was affecting me as a person, right? It was affecting my own self-esteem. I was feeling bad. You know, at some point I discovered that the way I related with my friends was no longer the way I used to relate to them. I just feel bad unnecessarily. I get provoked on a very little issue, right? Mm-hmm. It was quite challenging. So the relationship started to get toxic mm-hmm. and I didn't notice on time until it was nearly getting to me. So one of the days I had a conversation with one of my mentors and I said, this is the challenges I'm having, you know. So he told me, he said, see, at the point you are in your life right now, mm-hmm. you need somebody who is going to cheer you up, somebody who is going to be there to support you, somebody who is mm-hmm. going to encourage you, someone who is going to help you see the best part of life and be willing to go on that journey with you. Right. You don't need someone who you will need to step back and start pulling alongside and all that. So it was a very serious, you know, issue. So he said, to be very frank, if you're going to make a very tangible progress in your life, you need to step forward. You need to make a decision to keep moving forward, right? Mm. You need to end this relationship right now and let this lady go find herself, right? Because she is yet to find herself and you are too much on a haste on your journey to become a better, you know, to build a better future for yourself. I'm not sure you're going to yeah. have the time to step back and do that. So the advice here is um, in when you're in a relationship, it is quite important that you know when the relationship is getting toxic, right? Mm. You need to know when you're harming yourself in the relationship and you need to know that stepping out of the relationship at that point is not a bad decision right because if you don't step out on time you might get so damaged to the point that you're not able to go back and fix yourself you know it took me a very long time to get healed of the whole process you know and before i could say okay i'm building myself and getting ready to maybe go try out again but then i feel that if i had figured this out earlier it would have been easier for me to be fine so it's really important to know when to back out avoid toxic relationships and don't be the toxicity in any relationship if you know you are the toxic one you find out you're getting toxic end it for the sake of that person's sanity you know we're humans and we all need to be amazing in order to have a beautiful future so that's my story and experience (laughs) thank you No, thank you so much, Odinaka, for sharing. Uh, Toyin says, I'm proud of you. I'm super proud of you. Tangible progress needs focus. Know when it gets toxic, get out and fix yourself. Healing is key to keep moving. Yes, Toyin. And Odinaka, you have served us this story as a perfect example. For those of you who've joined because you know Odinaka, I can attest he's very friendly, he's warm, he's very generous with himself as a person with no knowledge with opportunities to advance i'm also proud of you i'm happy to know you and getting to hear your story on this as you've heard he's not about the toxicity wahala he's not toxic himself (laughs) he's not accepting no toxicity and he's not surrounding with himself with that so guys we pursue health we pursue healing rather we pursue growth we pursue advancement uh wisdom knowledge and just trying to be the best and the highest versions of us yeah i'm trying to evade this i know i promised a story but i'm wondering "Mm, i can give a funny story it will be short as i was thinking about one of the funniest dates i've been on i remember i was maybe 20 and and this guy he invited me for a date uh, on a sunday so i get all cute and i disappear because i was staying with my mom at the time and when i meet him in town uh i was in kenya uh then he comes with this other man who's apparently his cousin so we go to this restaurant that's like a lounge and we're seated in at a table we are having our 
food, we are chatting. Then all of a sudden, I can hear someone touching my legs, mm? Mm. like with their hands. I can feel hands on my jeans, on my knee area. But when I look at the guy who's asked me out on a date, his hands are on the table. Whoa. So I'm looking <laughs> at his cousin like, what are you doing? What is going on? So I send a message to the guy who asked me out on a date and I say to him, you know what, your your friend here is being inappropriate under the table. And then he texts me back. He said, I remember he said something dismissive like, okay. He just said something dismissive and I was like, wow, I think I'm being prepared for something that I did not come here for. So I go to exactly. the bathroom and I disappear. There was another, luckily, I had never been to this place before and luckily there was another route where you go behind the counter and you dash out. Well, every yeah. time I think about this, I laugh. It could have ended in whatever situation. I don't exactly. know. But thinking about it, um, I remember when I, because this is someone that I had known for a while. We had been talking for a while and mm. my intuition just kept pushing me away from them. Wow. You know, there are people when you meet them, you're automatically comfortable, but there are others, there's just that hold. And he was one of those people where there was a hold. So a big lesson for me and every time I have not respected this lesson is that mm -hmm. always trust your instincts. Always That's trust right. your right. gut. It's that exactly. spiritual sensitivity in us that leads us to, you know, that connects us to the path that we are supposed to follow. Every time I have betrayed this principle, I have always ended up in premium. Yeah. <laughs> and Toin <laughs> says your instinct never fails you. So that's my lesson to you guys, to everyone who's listening to us. <laughs> no, yeah. if you're invited to a date tomorrow, make sure you have a disappearance plan just in case mm. someone is coming to give you, <laughs> you exactly. know, to bring their toxicity. Mm -hmm. So, Very good story, really. Right. That's so, right. Odinaka, I don't know if you have any last words for, for the people. First of all, I want to say thank you to you, Whitney, for having me over on the storybook today. It's been a great experience and I've never thought of really sharing my story out there <laughs> So I was really excited when you reached out and I was like, okay, let's do this and see what happens. I'm glad that I'm able to share this. You know, it brings back a lot of memories and I'm like, oh, really? It's been a couple of years. So, and I'm glad that the experiences um, that I had over the years um, is able to impact someone out there, is able to pass a message that someone is going to use now and not make a mistake that I probably made or will probably have a better relationship now, you know, and all that. So it's really important. So what I would say is that I'll just re-emphasize the fact that finding you as a person knowing who you are identifying mm -hmm. what you're about um, what you want to do in the future how you intend to get there is right. really really important so you should pay more attention to doing that than paying attention to wanting to have a relationship once you're sure that you found yourself you're sure that um, you found a plan for yourself and all that you can probably you know look out for someone who can be like um, an escort someone who can escort you is comfortable you know right. walking with you through that journey to get into where you want to get to so don't don't hesitate to you know step out when it's not working for you don't manage in a relationship you know it gets to a point right. where you keep managing and it hurts you and you're unable to build yourself back again it's really important know what you can tolerate in a relationship and what you can't tolerate i guard my joy with the whole of my heart i'm a very happy person right so i love to be happy and i love to chop life i thought you died yesterday with me anything that comes towards my joy
joy and my happiness. Anything that looks like it's going to hurt my joy is going to interfere with my happiness. To be very frank with you, I keep it mm-hmm. off the side. You know, right. I take it off completely. Right. I focus on what makes me happy because being happy is key mm-hmm. to being productive. Being happy is key to being creative. Being happy is key to being innovative. And being happy is key to making others happy. You just need to be happy at all times. I think that will be my last words. Thank you so much for me. Wow, Odinaka, you have taught us so much. You have taught me so much. And I am honored to have had you as a guest today. I hope that everyone who listened is going to take all that you have shared with us into consideration and pack them in their pockets as life lessons to go with them in everyday life. So thank you so much, Odinaka. Yeah, I wish you well tomorrow it's fine you can always buy yourself flowers it's okay no shame <laughs> and i will be here to just cheer you on thanks odinaka take care and enjoy yourself bye 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 everyone take care bye, bye. so that's our story what's yours Be sure to connect with us on social media at thestorybook underscore ENT on Instagram, thestorybook ENT on Facebook, at storybook underscore ENT on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. We just can't wait to hear from you.